I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Ahoy, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, uh, part of the Front Row Network, all things Disney for the Front Row Network, and we are talking about Disney cruising today. So I'm extremely excited about this episode, uh, and we'll get into it right away, but first I want to introduce the folks that are with me. First of all, I'm Craig. I always forget to introduce myself. Yeah. I have Vanessa. Hi. Who don't we have today? Um, well, we don't have Brett. And I wanted to point out that this is because Brett hasn't experienced a Disney cruise. So much like I haven't experienced Disneyland, and the two of you like to do special podcasts without me, yeah. this is my one chance to get back at Brett. So, yeah. uh, Because I know the second that this drops, he's going to listen to it, and he's going to love this section of the podcast. Yeah. And the day that you two do something without me, I'm going to be like in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be a mess. But I am joined by Vanessa Ferguson, so so excited to have you. And we have a very special guest, the first time on the podcast, which is kind of incredible when you think about it, because you're such a big Disney fan, so we should have had you on a long time ago. But we have Julie Staley with us, so thanks for coming on. Thank you. I am excited to be here, because I love to talk about Disney. Yeah. uh, Yeah, um, I've I've done practically everything there is Disney, and uh, so any chance I get to talk, I'm ready. Well, we're always here, So, uh, but we're going to talk specifically about the cruise is today, but mm-hmm. the first thing that we have to do for any new guest to the podcast, we have to ask you two questions. Really, there's only one, but oh, then we, okay. um, Brett always throws in another one, and even though he's not here because he hasn't gone on a Disney cruise, <laughs> I am going to add his question as well. So the first question is, uh, what is your favorite movie? doesn't have to be Disney. <clears throat> That's hard to say because there are several. I, I, um, I would say... Snow White and Cinderella be oh, one of those, okay. and that's because that when I was growing up, those that that's what was popular. I had the books. Um, I had this great like gift set of, of books, and they had those stories in them. So not only did I see the movie, uh, each of those movies, but then I had these books at home that I would read all the time and dream and yeah, uh, those, yeah. those things. So uh, and see, I'm old enough that this would have been you know uh, I was born in the '60s, so uh, you know in the '70s as a little girl, we didn't have dress up and to- you know the toys that they have today. Uh, so you know even going to Disneyland. And, uh, Are you saying there was no bippity? Bobbity boutique, for right? You? Exactly. What exactly. a travesty! And I, I'm old enough to where Disney World did not exist when I was Whoa. growing up. So Disneyland was it for a very long time. Uh, so yeah, there were very few opportunities to really, really enjoy that. So I really. Uh, embedded myself in those stories yeah. in those storybooks. Yeah. Well, now you can get the adult uh, makeover, you right? Can. Like they, they they no longer exclude adults. They have like their own, and I don't, can't remember the name of it because obviously I'm not a client for it. Uh, but uh, they do a whole makeover, which oh, is great. Well, now you can, and we may get into this when we talk about the cruise. But boys can go to the boutique, and I have two boys, so of course they haven't followed. They they like some of the princesses, but uh, they haven't followed it like I have. But uh, my little one actually has gone to the boutique and got made over as a ship captain. Awesome. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, so that's that was, great. He, he loved oh, it. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, that's loved, really great. So. Um, so you answered some Disney movies, which is wonderful, but do you have any other uh, outside of Disney favorite movies? 
I'm a huge Star Wars fan, which is Dis- now Disney, of sure. course, and Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, those are, are, yeah. are, are very dear to me. Uh, I think the kid in me just doesn't want to grow up. So, um, yeah, I love all of those. So. I totally get that. Yeah. Totally get that. So we are so excited to talk cruising with you because you've been on several Disney cruises. And uh, Vanessa and I have both been on Disney Cruise Line before as well. And we wanted to talk a bit about some itinerary type things and then also get into some tips and tricks because this will serve for anybody that's wanting to potentially go on a Disney cruise. You can listen to this and kind of get our insight on it. And the first thing I'd say is, do you recommend Disney Cruise Line? Uh, And I'll start with you, Julie. Absolutely. It is the best way to travel is it, it, with or without kids. Uh, it's, it's amazing. It really is the happiest place on earth. Um, it, I can't say enough wonderful things about Disney cruises. I've been on a lot of cruises, a lot of different cruise lines, a lot of different you know, uh, 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 cruise itineraries and ports, uh, and Disney hands down uh, by far. Uh, exceeds all of the other cruise lines. And, and, and that's not knocking the other cruise lines. They do fantastic jobs, but it's just that, that Disney edge. Uh, there's just something magical and special about being on a Disney cruise. And I think it's partially because um, they, they do make it more of like the, the old steamliners and this, these grand ships that you, you know, obviously we all know about the Titanic and not necessarily that they want to make that correlation <laughs> directly, but just that time of those beautiful ships. Uh, and that to me is one of the first things that I noticed with the Disney Cruise Line is that they are just so um, just clean and wonderfully um, fashioned after those older more turn-of-the-century style ships, and uh, you get that right from the the moment you walk on board and you're in that atrium area and just in awe of it. And so uh, we were on the Disney Dream. We haven't been on the other three ships, Mm -hmm. but which ships have you been on? Let's say we were on the Fantasy and the... uh, Okay, now uh, I'm I'm losing... We have not been on the Magic or the Dream, so... Okay. uh, So you've been on the Wonder and the Fantasy? Yeah, the Wonder. I was going to remember that one. The the Wonder and the Fantasy. So, yeah, one of my kids just this morning reminded me we haven't been on those other two ships. I love that. I'm like, they know that, though. (laughs) (laughs) See, I can't even rename them all, and they're telling me which ones we haven't been on. Hey, Mom, just so you know, know, we haven't been on these yet. And just so you guys know, um, you guys are, you know, very smart in that you agree with Travel and Leisure Magazine, who just put out their world's best awards and gave Disney Cruise Line the number one ranking for cruise ships. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's it's no surprise. Yeah, not at all. You can go, and there are people that go on these cruises without children. Uh, I mean, that is how the world-class service you get there. Because you can get, there are, uh, as you know, Craig, there are are areas there for adults only. Mm -hmm. There are lounges, restaurants, uh, you know, not a whole lot, but but areas on the ship. uh, There's like, you know, a a sun deck and a pool. Uh, So you can literally go on this cruise and not really interact with children if you just want to hang out with Mickey and the rest of the gang mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, if you don't have children or, or whatever. Um, uh, it can be a semi-kid-free, somewhat kid-free yeah. vacation and you're still getting you know just amazing food and service and the itineraries and the ports. And That's the number one thing when I tell people, oh, I really want to go on a Disney cruise. Like, oh, aren't you going to be surrounded by kids? I'm like, not at all. Not if I don't want to be. Right. If I want to be, sure, I, there are kids on, there's families. Um, 
but there are lots of places that you can go and have an adult vacation and it's very quiet and peaceful and i feel like that's the difference between like planning a park trip we always talk about the crowds and all that there are yeah. a finite number of people on this ship you know exactly. so it's not yeah. like they're um exactly. you know they they generally do sail out uh, very full but at the same time you're talking uh, several thousand people as opposed to tens of thousands of people mm -hmm. uh, that would be on a park and of course smaller surface area sure but you do get a little bit of that opportunity to um not necessarily have to deal with a crowd it's a much more relaxed and that's what i found in our cruise it was so relaxing and laid back and there were so many opportunities to do so many different things or you could just lounge by the pool or you could hang out in the poolside bar or you can go any number of places and do any number of things they've really thought about something for everybody including the kids because they do have the kids lounges and the kids clubs uh, which we'll have to talk about but it's just such a, a magical experience like you were saying Julie you know it's everything's taken care of for you and sometimes Disney service has been knocked over the last few years about the declining service or perceived declining service in the parks but on the cruise line i have to tell you it is incredible mm -hmm. the cast members yeah, on that cruise mm -hmm. line are just absolutely out of this world as far as service goes but vanessa do you recommend cruising for with disney absolutely i've been on other cruises and um they just they just don't compare um i mean cruising is a great option especially for a budget traveler because you um if you don't know, a lot of times when you're cruising, your entertainment and meals are all included in your trips. But when you go on a Disney cruise, which is a little bit more expensive, um, the service, the quality, the atmosphere is just, oh, it's just indescribable. It's so much better than the other cruise ships that can kind of feel a little Vegasy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've been on. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. 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 Not that Vegas is bad. There's a time no. for that as well. But if you're wanting just to feel you know, well cared for the Disney cruises is my preferred way to travel. Well, maybe that's a great place to start for families that do want to travel with their kids because essentially what Disney has done is they've taken out the traditional casino that goes mm -hmm. along with a cruise ship and they've replaced it with these kids clubs. Uh, if you're thinking about like square footage and where they usually end up on the, the ship and everything, that's sort of the decision that they made is to make it a little bit more family friendly. And what I liked about that was, and you know, I'm not opposed to gambling or being in a casino, but it was kind of nice to not have that atmosphere along with the cruise yeah. or it doesn't um i guess in a way like if you walk into a smoky casino when i'm so used to no smoke uh being allowed all that it just i, I don't know something about it just seems to take me out of my element a little bit. So it's really nice that these kids' clubs are around. Now, your children have used the kids' clubs, correct? Yes, they have. Um, and, and they're fantastic because uh, you can drop your kids off early in the morning. And, I mean, they're open. I think they're open till midnight maybe i think even um, potentially later maybe, and maybe and i think the teen clubs may be even open till like two o'clock in the morning or something like that um and then there are you know different age groups so there's you know if you have you know toddlers and and, and you know young young school age children uh they have you know for younger kids and then there's like a, a pre-teen and then there's teen and so it's it's again something for for each each child but uh uh it gives mom and dad a break mm -hmm. and they have these adult only restaurants there uh, which are 
a world class cuisine. Mm -hmm. um, they are, you know, five star restaurants, and uh, only adults can go there. And so my husband and I, will, you know, send them to the kids club and go have our adult yeah. dinner. And some of them have been some of the best dinners we've ever had. And we do a lot of traveling, so that's saying a lot. Now we didn't um, we didn't take our son with us uh, because he was younger when we went. So we were those adults traveling alone. Uh, but what I've heard from parents over and over again is that many times the kids don't want to leave the kids club. So it's not even like it's not like they're forced <laughs> I to go be to the somewhere. Kids club. Have you seen mm -hmm. some of those slides? They look amazing. Mm -hmm. They do let you uh, look at it the first day during the open house. And I sat at the table for the Millennium Falcon. I mean, like all of that stuff. I wasn't on, I think it's the Wonder or maybe the Magic that has all the um, Marvel stuff. Like, they have, like, Captain America's shield and stuff. That would have been really cool to see. So I have to go on those cruise lines, right, <laughs> so I could see those, that stuff. Yeah. Um, but they do, uh, those kids' clubs, they're checked in basically with Magic Bands. Mm -hmm. And so you know where your kids are at. They're very safe, and mm -hmm. they can get a hold of you really quickly um, kind of through your phone app or through your Wave phone, which is uh, something that you get in your room, essentially like a, a cell phone that works mm -hmm. on board. So just a lot of really cool um, opportunities there for kids. So when we start talking about itinerary, we could go a billion different directions because there is so much going on on the ship. Uh, the first day that you get there, they have the Come Sail Away party, which is really fun and gets everybody sort of in the Disney mood because you have all of your, you have the five or six friends there um, and they are introducing the whole ship's crew and just getting everybody really amped for the experience. But really from there, starts to diverge different types of activities and things like that that you can do. So I thought we'd just go around the table a couple of times and talk about some of the activities we really enjoy doing. And I can start that. That way you guys can think about it for a second. But I really enjoyed the shows. And I know that we're all musical theater people. Um, but the the shows truly are of a Broadway caliber uh, mm -hmm. on these cruise lines. And um, having known people that have gone through the audition process, the audition process even is very much like Broadway caliber with the uh, amount of times that you're called back or that you get cut from an audition right at the last second, those types of things. Um, but what we were impressed by, it was the first night on the, the ship, and we were worried about being a bit seasick. So Anna had taken some drama meetings and one of the things that when we went to the show they were doing sort of a, a review of different Disney moments and um, the Tarzan was swinging like Cirque du Soleil style on the boat spinning around uh, doing all these 360 turns and we, here we are like sort of semi seasick at the or, or at the beginning of the and we're just like oh my gosh he's just up there just doing it and of course they live on this boat so seasickness is nothing to them but um, just incredible the amount of variety that you get in those shows they do have a, a show of some sort every single night they range from um, particularly to one specific movie like there's a frozen show, a Beauty and the Beast show, but then they do have some more of these like review type shows like Disney Believe or uh, we really enjoyed Mickeys. the Golden Mickeys. That was our favorite mm -hmm. one. We really enjoyed that show because, yeah. and that's the one that Tarzan was in because uh, it kind of goes through this like it shows you as an award show and they're presenting some of their best works throughout yeah. time. So just a really cool environment, uh, but I really enjoyed the shows. Yeah, and I, I think that is a great point uh, to um to point out is that um, these performers are, are maybe a little bit better than other cruise ships. Uh, mm -hmm. That's kind of a, a thing in the industry that we say is, oh, they could perform on a cruise ship. Um, not to say that performers on all cruise ships aren't aren't bad, but that's kind of like the insider joke. And 
Yeah, sometimes I've been on some cruise ships, and let me tell you, that, that entertainment portion was rough. The very first, uh, I'm going to call them out, Norwegian. I went on you, Norwegian, and you had they had a staff talent show. Oh. And boy, was that rough oh, to watch. Why? That was not high caliber. a budget cruise. Yeah. I think it was the discounted <laughs> cruise that we went on. Um, now, on the flip side of that, going on Disney... I was blown away by um, the performances, and I heard that the Beauty and the Beast performance is like even better than the Broadway show with the, the special effects that they have on that. And that you can only see on the cruise ship. You will not see that on Broadway. Yeah, and they do the shows uh, twice nightly, so you're kind of assigned either an early dining time or a late dining time, and then the show is done twice to kind of correspond with those times. So if you dine early, and I may, I'm getting the times wrong. You have a navigator in front of you, but I would say the, the the first dining time is like 5.45 or something. So that's when the first show is also. And then the last dining time is around 8 o'clock, and that's also when the second show is. So um, it's somewhere in there. Yeah, uh, 5.45. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. 6.15 and 8.30 are the shows. Um, so yeah. they, they do run twice nightly, and uh, just really recommend going and checking those out. Have yeah. you you enjoyed the shows oh, while oh, you were there? Oh, immensely. Uh, the Golden Mickeys, my kids love. They, they love It's just that. such a cool and, show. Yeah. Well, and the, also the red carpet that they do beforehand. Yes. Yes. So cool. They have, like, a camera out there, and they're interviewing people, and it's just, you know, it's, it's the real thing. And, and yeah. yeah, my kids dressed up for it, and, uh, uh, yeah, we really enjoyed that. Uh, the, yeah, the shows, they're, they're amazing. They're just really fantastic. Fantastic! Uh, the talent is really good, and uh, we enjoyed. Um, we've been on a couple of different special cruises. Like one of them was the Star Wars cruise. Oh, oh that's wow. awesome! I could talk for hours about that. As <laughs> oh, a Star man. Wars fan and a Disney fan, I was all about that. Um, it was. Uh, um, it was. It was actually very emotional to go on that. As someone who, you know, I was. I was. Uh, a, a girl. I was ten years, nine years old when Star Wars came out, so it was prime time. That's great. So That's I awesome. was just like a, you know, a kid in a candy store on that cruise. But we got to see. Um, let's see. I believe it was Solo. Right when it came out, I mean, it had just come out in theaters, so you could see it in the movie in the, mm-hmm. the movie theater there. So that was the first time we got to see that was on the ship. So we that my kids during a Star Wars yeah, uh, yeah that was, that's like, great oh, that was really that was really cool yeah um, and then the other really cool thing uh, we got to the show we got to see was we were on an Alaska cruise and they showed Frozen while we're oh, yes we're that's sailing oh. through you know these glaciers <laughs> on either side and you're looking at all the, these snow capped mountains and you're watching Frozen on the deck and did you tell the kids Elsa did that and she did that that's some Elsa, that's Elsa's work exactly. right there it was it was just surreal I just kept looking around like oh my gosh is this real or that's it was incredible. disney you know it yeah. was it was really wonderful that's great um so let's talk about uh something on the itinerary that you enjoy doing what some aspect of the ship and that could really be i'm opening this up to anything it could be from food or activities or whatever you want to talk bingo about. <laughs> <laughs> um the, the kids like mini golf, you know, uh-huh. the, the deck things, and the, then the slides. There's some of them have these. The big now, did you slides. go on the aqueduct? Did you do that? I did not. Okay, but I know my husband experienced that and took them uh, on that. I so, loved the aqueduct. Yeah, it was um, very cool. It, yeah, uh, it looks so. I don't know why I didn't go. I mean, I, I don't dislike it. I don't know what, what yeah. I was doing, but uh, but he took them. Little tip though. Um, so kids riding the aqueduct, um, if they're little, they they have to have someone with them mm-hmm. because they. Need the weight um <laughs> otherwise they will get, get stuck, stuck in the tube and a, and a couple kids got stuck wow. um, because uh, my sister-in-law who's a very very petite woman uh um she didn't get stuck but there i saw like a 
really small parent and a really small child gets stuck. So um, she saw that as well and asked me to take her place. And I was like, I don't know what you're trying to tell me, but I will ride the aqua duck with my niece. Thank you. So, uh, yeah. So just a little tip. If you're a very small person, just make sure your raft is weighted enough that you don't get stuck in the tube because it's a real bummer for everybody. And everybody on deck watches to see who is stuck in the tube because they actually have to, the cast member has to walk along the tube to go get them. Wow. Yeah. And then they get them and then they take them back and then they can operate it again. That happened a couple times on the trip, but it was actually really funny to watch. So, you know, free entertainment. So yeah. it's everywhere there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They do have a lot of deck on deck activities like mm-hmm. mini golf, basketball, um, even like they have ping pong and a couple of other like different uh, types of games and things like that as well. Um, so just a really neat place to, to be able to walk around and just enjoy the deck. And as you mentioned before, there's an adult only pool and then they mm-hmm. have the larger pools kind of in the center of the ship along with funnel vision, which is oh, I love how that. they mm-hmm. uh, show Disney movies all day long and all night long. I mean, yeah, really, I, I don't think the funnel vision thing goes off until like one or two in the morning because I remember walking yeah. on the deck mm-hmm. very late one night and like Pirates of the Caribbean was still playing because it was pirate night. Yeah. So uh, it, yeah. So the last cruise I went on, uh, we were at port and I could see across the way Funnel Vision on the Disney oh. ship and I just stood and watched it on my boring <laughs> cruise ship and was like, man, I wish I was on that cruise ship. That'd be way better. <laughs> well, let's talk about why it's way better. What What is something that on the itinerary that you oh, would point people well, to? Well, let me tell you guys, I, am a, I love food and um, the, the dining. Uh, I, first of all, the, the quality of the food is, is very good. Um, that is one thing that I've had other, I've read about other reviews is, you know, maybe the food's not quite as great as what other people think. I thought it was very good and, and plenty of options. Um, it is a rotation. So you go to a different um, restaurant each evening and your servers come with you. So you're, you're getting the same service. They know you, they know your preferences. If you have any food allergies, they, they will know all that every restaurant you go to. The restaurants are beautiful. The, the service is great. Um, but my favorite was Animator's Palette, uh, palette I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the one that I went to, because I know they're a little bit different on each ship, but mine was um, as you kind of got your appetizers, the whole dining room went under the sea mm-hmm. to meet Crush. And he would, I mean, it was amazing. He was swimming around and talking to the different tables. My brother, he works uh, with the government, and he, um, I probably shouldn't say that, but... He does. So, um, and he's looking around. And he's like, I don't even know what technology they're using to do this because he, he because he, he actually interacts with you. He like intera- he would come he'll be up like, and- yeah, he'll be like, hey, you in the red shirt? Yeah, you, yeah, you, you in the red shirt? Like, mm-hmm. hey, how, how do you like your meal? Da da da. And just joking and teasing. That was like the coolest thing. And the atmosphere of the room, like you wouldn't expect all these lights to be installed in the walls, but they are. And it just, it's incredible. It's that was my absolute favorite. I didn't think it would be because it seems very kid like. Yeah. But it was just. A amazing what they do with the technology in a dining space. You expect that in a show or in the parks, but in a dining room? Fantastic. And then when you come in there, they give you a piece of paper to draw a cartoon on. Yeah. And you give that piece of paper to your waiter, and at the end of the night when you're having dessert... 
all everybody's cartoon is animated on on these frames on the wall, and you watch for your cartoon, and yeah. you're like, how did they do that? Yeah, like, well, how it's just absolutely it's magic. incredible. <laughs> it is Disney. And talking about food, there's so many things that we we could almost do like a whole cruise food episode. Oh, which yeah. oh yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll have to rebook ourselves to do <laughs> yeah. that yeah. in the future. But um, there are op- also opportunities just during the day. You can do things like cabanas, uh, which is kind of more of their buffet style, but still very good oh, food. Oh, very good. And yeah. I mean, you can get like sushi off that bar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have little kiosk uh, windows that you can get like shawarma and a couple of other types of yeah. food. Um, and then, Julie, you hinted at the adult-only places, Paolo mm-hmm. and Remy. Uh, depending on which cruise ship you're on, Anna and I got to experience Remy. And it was just so great because what's cool about that is um, – it is a Michelin-rated chef, and what they did was they had the cruise ship captain or the cruise ship cook or chef um, make up a menu that's again kind of Michelin-rated menu, and then they've also had the head chef at Victoria and Alberts make up a menu as well. And Victoria and Alberts, we've talked about mm-hmm. it a bit on our show, but that's the the really fancy, um, very high-dollar uh, restaurant at Disney World. And that's like one of those things where I don't know that I'm ever going to be able to experience that place. Mm-hmm. But through Remy, I was able to experience something that that the menu that that chef helped create. So that's yeah. kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. So super cool. So Anna and I both uh, we one of us got the chef's menu from the cruise, and one of us got the Victoria and Albert's menu, and then that way we were able <gasps> Which to kind was better. of. Um, they, I mean, they were just. It, there's really no telling. No, I want to fight uh, between these two. Gonna, <laughs> I want you to say it. I want to send it to them and have them duke it out. Uh-huh. Um, but it was just such a cool place. Now, Vanessa mentioned that your food is included. Uh, Remy was an upcharge. Remy was a hundred dollars mm-hmm. a person. Yeah. But Paolo if you think well. about it, uh, yeah. in Palo, I think Palo, I think is like thirty to forty dollars per adult. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not quite as uh, as expensive as Remy. But the thing about it is, you're not paying for any of your other food, and mm-hmm. literally. Like, th- it is a steal to get this meal for a hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. Like it's, you're, again, it's Victoria and Alberts. Like the, you, when yeah. you go there, you pay three to four hundred dollars per person. So right. you know, I think that um, I, I think that it's a great deal. Yeah. Uh, you can of course add on wine pairings and things like that, and that mm-hmm. makes it a bit more expensive. But mm-hmm. um, we did this as kind of our it was our anniversary present to ourselves. Like you know, we we knew that the cruise was paid for. We knew we weren't going to have to pay for the food on board, but we're going to do this very special thing. And I don't know that we would do it uh, when we go back if we were do it every single time but it was just absolutely incredible oh man i gotta go book yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) and and and, and kind of back to the um all all of the free food that's around the uh mostly mostly on the pool area Mm -hmm. um for people um we try to book a room that's kind of near that because the kids can just run upstairs and they'll go get a sandwich or a hot dog or or, or ice cream uh, or ice cream that's the thing they have they can make their own ice cream there's so, yeah. there's soft serve ice cream and they'll go up they'll eat you know 27 ice cream cones a day because they just had to run up the stairs and back down again to, from our from our room and uh, uh, they love that and they're they're old enough now that they can you know get their own food so that was yeah. great for me that if they wanted a snack they're like hey I'm gonna go get you know go get this yeah and, and if and if you uh, also when you're at the restaurants if you are a foodie and you just can't decide what to order you can order multiples you order can order everything, everything yeah. on the menu yeah, um, it's all it's, it's all, all included mm-hmm. and that's what's great too is once you're done you can just say sayonara servers and uh, run off to 
to the show because you probably are going to yeah. book it over to the Golden Mickey's. As soon yeah. as you don't have to wait for the check. That's what I love yeah. too. Is just- and, and they'll send stuff to the room if you if you want to box it up or your dessert yeah. or something if you didn't need something. I think room service as well is included. Oh, it's with included. Your, oh, um, yes. Which is so. great for the morning. You know, if you <laughs> yes. get your Mickey waffles delivered. Uh, and so there is gratuity uh, and you definitely do want to obviously provide gratuity to your yeah. servers and things. But that all comes at the end. So um, at the end of the cruise, uh, they add on a suggested gratuity. You could uh, either up that gratuity mm-hmm. uh, specifically for particular people, so it'll give you an option like for your head server or for your assistant server. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also decline the uh, gratuity that's automatically added to your cruise expense, but don't be that person. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> because oh, these people are working gosh. so incredibly hard. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, so sometimes I see that complaint that, oh, well, they put gratuity on the account. Well, they put that because that's a suggested gratuity. And, and it, I want to say it's somewhere in the area of like $15 per day per guest uh, is what they do as their gratuity. Um, and then you can add on to that. And again, specifically for the same person that's cleaning your room or giving you, we had never really experienced turndown service. So having that mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Nice. Um, you know, so all those sorts of things that come along with it. But, uh, but yeah, wonderful, wonderful food, wonderful opportunities to eat. Uh, adult beverages are not included. Many uh, cruise lines have drink packages available, but Disney does not. So that's something uh, that, you know, I don't know if they would ever do that in the future. But they do have, for me, uh, I'm a big beer drinker, and they have a mug that you can purchase. It's a 22-ounce mug, and the first time that you buy, uh, it's about $10. And then every refill after that, you get a discount, so you're only paying 5 or $6 for a 22-ounce beer, which is kind of incredible considering what they charge, like, at the parks for a beer. Um, and what's cool about that is the way that they keep it clean is you turn back in your mug every time that you are done with it at any of the service locations or any of the restaurants. They give you a card and you take that card back to the next bar or restaurant. You give that to them so you get a brand new mug. So then at the end of the cruise, the last night that you're there, you just turn in your dirty mug for a clean mug. So you get to take the mug home with you. You get a clean one off of the boat. Uh, It's just such a, a really great um, way to do that. And then they do have an adult beverage of the day, which is discounted. Of course, they have all the hard liquor and all the daiquiris and things like that you can yeah. dream of. Um, just that's not my thing. So I didn't experience those as much. You can also bring on, I believe it's one or two bottles per person or uh, like a six pack of mm-hmm. beer. Uh, you can put that. It has to be in your suitcase. Uh, I don't think it can. I don't know. Can it be in your carry out? I don't think it can. But uh, I didn't know if that if it was like kosher to drink that outside of your room. So you can also at the little uh, movie theater they have little popcorn and things, and they had a BB-8 cup. Yeah, with us just a straw that goes through BB-8's head. That thing will hold a half a bottle of wine. <laughs> it will, and that is what I used to drink around the ship. So uh, there you go. Pro tip. And then you just looked like you were a Star Wars fan. And I'm not, like, I love uh, Star Wars so much. Got to drink out of my BB-8 cup 24-7. That is the most Disney thing you could do, yeah. isn't it? That's yeah, so great. Yeah. That's so great. Um, so those are opportunities to save a little bit of money as well on the cruise. Uh, but just food is just fantastic. So mm-hmm. uh, let's go back around again and do another round of these itinerary type things. And I'm going to talk about Castaway Key because uh, to me, that was like heaven on earth. It it was so incredible. Um, I did get up and I, I ran the 5K and I think 
in hindsight, I might have skipped that, but I always wanted to do a run Disney event, and this is actually a free 5K, um, you know, and, and so it's kind of cool to get on the island first, but it's extremely humid, and uh, you don't, you definitely don't need to run the whole 5K. I certainly didn't, but, and there are people that walk the entire thing as well. What time of year did you go? Uh, we went in February, March. Oh, frame. and it was humid. Okay. Yeah. I went in January, and it was um, comfortable, mm-hmm. except that it rained and the water was quite cold, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still fun. It was, it was a really good yeah, time. Yeah, and I mean, if you're not going to necessarily get into the water there, I, there's a ton of different excursions you can do, anything that you can imagine. But the one that I liked, and it was relatively inexpensive, was just to buy the snorkeling gear for a couple of hours mm-hmm. because um, the snorkeling, talk about being like a, a true, like an old-school Disney fan, they have one of the um, ride vehicles from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea mm-hmm. that they've sunk to the bottom, mm-hmm. and so you get to like swim see, right up to did that. Did you see it? Did oh, yeah. You have, Okay. That, I had that, heard that you have to kind of be a bit of a strong swimmer to get that far out. It's very far out. It, I was I was surprised with how far out it was. Um, Anna stayed on the beach. Uh, <laughs> she did say that she'd probably go snorkeling again the next time we went. But they had, like, little um, mile markers along the way, little mm-hmm. landmarks. Like, they had buried uh, Mickey's and Minnie's and Donald and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but then, I mean, to get all the way out to the actual ride vehicle was pretty far. But at the same time, once you were out there, I mean, you could, like, swim down to it and touch it. And hmm. that was oh, one of that's, that's cool. one of the uh, memories I had from going with my grandparents was going on 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea before it was closed. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those that really stuck with me from, from being a kid. So now, I was sad. Now, is this that real trip that you went on or that one that you dreamt up that one time? <laughs> This is the real trip. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm following. Uh, So uh, it was cool seeing that ride vehicle and just a neat uh, addition. So um, any other thoughts on Castaway Key? Oh, we loved it. My my kids loved it. My husband loved it. Uh, It's just incredible. It's like a dream. Uh, It's just amazing. Again, Disney does it right. Uh, You know, they have this island that they just bought, and they just came in and just made it their own and it's mm-hmm. it's gorgeous and it's perfect for everyone it gets a little crowded mm-hmm. so you have to kind of plan your day they have cabanas you need to reserve those way in advance like mm-hmm. before you like when you book your tickets um but uh it, you know it does get crowded so you know if you go maybe like really early or really later i think we went later in the day and that made it a little bit easier but um it was it was wonderful it was just fantastic mm-hmm. yeah. so i couldn't say enough about that and, and again they have food and drinks out oh, there oh yeah they have that little barbecue yeah, so yeah. I, I always go back to the food y'all <laughs> that food was amazing yeah and you're just like wow where where does it end where does it stop and it doesn't for disney it's just yeah. all, they're always going the extra mile to and they have souvenir shops and you know we'd go pay we, they, we had we're around a little um uh um like it was like a golf cart that had to it was transporting people from the ship and and i thought oh there's a souvenir stand i'll have to catch that on the way back well there are like you know three or four yeah, other of course ones. There are, of yeah. course it's disney so right. uh they just it was amazing it was just really amazing i thought it was neat that um so we did ask there's about 200 cast members that live on the island to do like upkeep yeah. and things like that but um but really most of the staff that comes out are from the cruise ship so they will come out and you know like i remember we were at a one of the adult only lounge the night before 
talking to a, a gentleman and kind of just talking back and forth with him about how his experience on the cruise ship. And then like the next day we're sitting on the beach and he walks up to us with a drink and we're just like, what, what are you doing here? You know? So, um, it was just really, it was just really cool. Yeah. Uh, I saw you wrote down tram. Yeah. Well, the, the convenience of, of this experience, um, if you've been on other cruises, sometimes when they go to their private Island, you have to take a water taxi out, which is, can be a long wait yeah. because you have to get on a boat and you have to take the boat into, onto the port and then you got to get off. And, and with this, uh, with the Kestway key, you can actually just walk right on off mm-hmm. the boat and on the boat, which makes it so much easier for getting back on. Um, and then if you want to go around the Island, uh, there's a tram that takes you around to some spots, especially if you want to get to that adult only part of the beach. Um, I understand it's a little bit farther away. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went, it wasn't super crowded. So we just pulled up a couple chairs and sat next to the water. But, um, you know, it's just, it's nice to have that convenience because uh, on other cruises I've been on, it, you're, you just feel like, you know, you're one of the masses and you're just kind of huddled around and it's hot and it's crowded and you can't, you have to walk so far. And it, it, it never felt that way being a castaway key. So I highly recommend that private island over other cruises, private islands. Yeah, and yeah, it's I agree. Uh, extremely clean, and they've got the um, uh, the adult-only area, Serenity Bay, down at the end that you can take the train down to. So yeah. just a really cool, cool place. Uh, Julie, do you have any other comments on Castaway Key? And if not, I kind of want to hear because I've always wanted to do the Alaskan cruise. Oh, obviously, yeah. you're not going to Castaway Key when you're going to Alaska. So I thought maybe you could talk a no. bit about the types of places you go to on the Alaska cruise. Um, the, the towns there are really small. You know, there aren't that many people up in Alaska. But just just gorgeous, and I, I I I'm not kidding when I say I would be looking out from the ship at the, the scenery, and I would rub my eyes because I couldn't believe how beautiful it was, and I'd be I would just rub my eyes and be like, am I seeing what I'm seeing? It was so gorgeous, and you know I, you take pictures. I, I I brought a really good camera, and I brought my you know my iPhone, and and I took pictures with both of them, and the pictures they're gorgeous, but they don't even do it justice because I would take a picture of it and I'd be like oh that's not it's it's much prettier in person yeah um, it was so beautiful I, I i just i can't emphasize that enough how gorgeous it was now we were lucky we had really good weather because you can go up there and have kind of crummy weather i'd say because when um, i think about a cruise i always think um about going someplace warmer you know and right. escaping the cold right. so uh, what were the temperatures like now they only do these from like may until september i believe right, right. so it's not like you're going in the dead of winter mm-hmm. into alaska but what was the temperature like um, it, it was very it was very manageable I mean during the daytime when the sun was out it would be 60s maybe 63 65 and if the sun was out it would be you know pretty pretty warm uh, but if if the sun was not out and there was a breeze especially it would get a little cool uh, maybe in the daytime maybe down into the you know 50 or something like that um, at night it would it would get much chillier um, but you know you were inside or you know you brought a, we brought coats obviously and a wrap but there were we did a couple of excursions up onto glaciers to go dog sledding and um one of those days the sun was that so, so cool. like, oh, I know you just what? said that like oh we went dog sledding <laughs> um one of those days it was bright and sunny we we didn't really we just had sweatshirts on okay and um uh, my kids you know kids they don't want to wear a coat anyway and they were fine it was it was it was beautiful the other day 
The sun wasn't out, but and it was it was fine. We had on I had on a, a down coat and uh, gloves, and and it was fine. It wasn't real windy, so that mm-hmm. was it was. It was very manageable. Now, I know, um, I think just about every Disney pool that I've ever experienced is heated, but mm-hmm. were people still swimming? Oh, yeah. Or? That was what was interesting. I'm like, I bet nobody's going to be in the pool. And they were. You know, there's, there's all, uh, there are all kinds of people in the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, and, and, and adults and kids. Uh, I thought, oh, yeah. you know, I'm not going to put my kids in, in, the, in the cold pool. And, boy, there were kids in there. Did you and, feel the, um, did you ever get a chance to feel the water, though? Like, was did. it, I think it probably is heated, I'm guessing. Yeah, we did. My kids wanted. They wanted to go swimming, of course. Okay. And so we, we went out there, and yeah, the pool was heated, so okay. it was pretty warm, and it wasn't super cold. I mean, like like I said, maybe 60, 62 degrees which with the sun out, so it wasn't horrible outside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so a lot of people had a lot of fun with the hot tubs were packed, so. Uh, yeah. I bet. I bet. So, yeah. and, you know, you just got a nice, they had warm towels. You should go on an so Alaskan nice. cruise. So it was, it was amazing. I highly <sighs> recommend it. And, of course, what was really cool on the Alaska cruise was all of the characters wore Alaska gear. Oh, that's great. So that's how so cute. many opportunities do you get to take a picture with Minnie in her parka? Yeah. And, that's adorable. And we went uh, uh, panning for gold with Donald Duck. And he had on his, you know, the, the little plaid, the red and, and black plaid vest and the hat. Oh, my and, gosh. You know, they had all these the, these Alaskan outfits That's on. That's really yeah. cool. And uh, you don't get a chance to see that, uh, you know, everywhere. You know, since you brought that up, it should be noted that they did um, announce recently. So for the longest time, Minnie has, or Mickey has been the captain of the ship when you see him yes. on a normal cruise. And Minnie has kind of been the cruise director. You know, so she's like uh, sort of in the same cast member outfit as everybody else and but now uh they're going to have captain mini as well so Love that's a really it. awesome yes. uh that's a really awesome yes. thing that uh they're isn't doing she so. wearing a pantsuit mm-hmm. one of yes I, I saw that too so yeah. yeah we have to experience that yet so yeah uh and that's a cool thing too um we can touch on and i know we can go round and round and round about these itineraries and i do want to get to some some tips and tricks that we have um but the characters are a really cool experience too because we have a navigator out and the navigator is definitely i'm sure it's one of the tips we'll cover but uh you you kind of get this at your stateroom or on your phone and now they stopped doing paper copies i think <gasps> is what i've heard wow that Brett's they're gonna be they're so going sad to be just on the phone um but or you could request a paper copy, but I don't think it's just delivered to everybody hmm. to kind of reduce on the paper. Yeah. Um, but these really detail every possible thing you could do. Uh, it's kind of incredible. I'm looking at it now because Vanessa has hers, and the font is like size two font. Oh yeah, uh, to fit yeah. everything on there. But. The characters are really cool because when you go to Disney World uh, or Disneyland, I wouldn't know. Thanks, Brett. Uh, but <laughs> when you go to those places, you do have to wait in line. You you know you you kind of spend a good portion of your day if you want to meet the characters. Now, uh, on a Disney Cruise Line, because there are lesser numbers of people, you still may have to wait in line, and it might still be up to a half an hour. But it's not going to be like the hours long waits and the characters come out so many times throughout the day so you have the opportunity to really get to see um all of the characters constantly throughout the day so i just thought that that was really neat and the characters go until like 11 o'clock you know they're 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 showing up you've done a star wars day at sea i've always wanted to do the marvel day at sea so it's probably took longer to get a picture with darth vader than it might have 
otherwise, right? Well, or, um, and this was one of the topics I wanted to talk about was the char- the access to characters because, like, you, just like you said, you go to the parks and you know, remember when Elsa and, and Anna they had uh-huh. had like a five hour wait. Yeah, and you go on a cruise ship. We've never waited more than twenty minutes mm-hmm. for a character, and twenty minutes is an eternity when you have children. Sure, uh, or when you're hungry and <laughs> it's about time to eat. But um, uh, on a cruise ship, you're going to wait maybe twenty, maybe twenty five minutes. But but uh, um, when we were uh, on the Star Wars cruise, um, they they had, and I think they do it on all of them. Um, different times you could sign up for for certain uh, things, like to to meet Darth Vader and and, and C three PO and R two D two and whomever you wanted. Um, and then they had character like breakfast, brunch, you know, so you can schedule to meet them there. And like you said, they're they're available all all week long on the cruise. Uh, and so, if you don't get them on this day, they'll be on another day. And you'll find that on on your uh, your navigator, they'll have the, mm-hmm. the, the the schedule on there. So it's it's, it's so accessible. Yeah. And there's so many times you go to a Disney park and you can't see so and so because the line's too long. You know. Or you get in line and then they're like, oh, sorry. Yeah. This line is stops here. Like, yeah. Okay. Thank you. So, yeah. Um, oh, bummer. That was a really cool thing because usually we don't spend a lot of time in the parks taking pictures. Now, granted. Uh, will change with um, we took our son for the first time and we did certainly do more pictures that Mm -hmm. time Um, but it's just cool like we got the opportunity to get all these pictures because you're just walking by in the lobby area and you're like oh hey it's Captain Mickey there's there's five people in line let's jump in line yeah Mm -hmm. that sort of thing so it's just a really neat um, experience Mm -hmm. but and, and what, another thing they do is they just make it so easy. I mean, you can take self, they'll take a selfie. You know, you, if you want to do a selfie with, you know, Mickey or whomever, they love doing that. Or the crew will take a picture with your camera. They make it really, really wonderful. Yeah. So let's dive into some different tips or tricks that we have. I guess my first tip, uh, which seems, uh, you know, very like groaner type tip, but my tip would be to go out and book a cruise right now. And the reason why um, is because. I think Disney does get the reputation that they are more expensive. I actually haven't cruised with anybody else, so I don't exactly know how much more expensive they are compared to others. And I do know that there is a price jump. But um, if you are close to the cruise date and you're flexible with your ability to kind of go a couple of months out and plan something, um, I was looking the other day at cruises for September, and they are the Halloween cruises Mm -hmm. uh, that you get the opportunity to do the Halloween night and meet the Halloween characters and all that stuff. Um, for a three-night cruise, uh, it was about $1,500 for two people mm-hmm. um, for a veranda. So, yeah. you know, like, that's your food, that's your lodging. that's And so it's $500 a day if you want to think about it that way. But, like, you know, that's – like, still, I – I don't know. That seems kind of worth it. So to you me, would pay one hundred twenty-five dollars um, for your park ticket. You would uh-huh. pay probably one hundred fifty minimum, or, or at least one hundred thirty minimum, if not more, for your hotel stay. And then for all the food, you'd be paying a hundred. And you know, and any additional entertainment that you want to do. Yeah, any getting so, there. Things, yeah, whether you're driving uh-huh. or flying. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, these can absolutely, uh, I think when we went on our four night, it was around 2500 for the veranda. Um, and, you know, we used the Disney Rewards Visa card, so we had a lot of rewards money saved up. But, um, but yeah, so, I, I mean, I still think that they're, obviously, they are pricier, but at the same time, I think that it's absolutely worth the cost, I guess I would say. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, and if you, if you book 
closer out because they're trying to fill the ships, that's when you can catch the best deals. I've, I've always mm-hmm. heard that the deals are the day that they're released, literally the day that they're released because they start to fill up at that point and then the deals mm-hmm. kind of go away. Um, and then also uh, really close to the ship, uh, exactly. the day to the sale. Mm-hmm. Um, one other type of uh, credit that you could get, the only way that you can really truly guarantee a discount is if you book a, another cruise while you're on the Disney cruise. Mm-hmm. They have a bounce yeah, back I was, offer. I was gonna, that was one of my tips. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. exactly. Um, they are really good about yeah, like booking things while you're there, and they will definitely give you some uh, some discounts for that. So, And you even have some flexibility there because you could say, I think that, do they actually have you book a, a, a true cruise, or is it one of those where I, I know that they give you up to two years? So they, that they I don't know. Say, I, I haven't done it. Okay. Uh, I haven't done it that way, but I've seen, yeah, they're always very yes. willing to help you book the next one. And it's, it's hard to resist <laughs> of course, that. Right? It's, it's really hard to resist it. But, you know, in some ways it's a little bit apples and oranges because you can book, uh, you know, there are different classes and, cl- but, uh, you know, grades of, uh, of levels of, of uh, tickets you can buy uh, mm-hmm. depending on where your room is, you know, um, if it's, you know, on whatever, however much space you want. Uh, uh-huh. um, so, you can go on some ships and probably spend more, you know, maybe on a Royal Caribbean or a Princess, you know, on a much bigger room and maybe just get a little bit smaller room if you went on a Disney or something like that. But mm-hmm. it's just, you're not, the other thing is you're not in your room that much, uh, you know, unless you have small, ch- you know, infants and you need to take naps. And that mm-hmm. was one thing that we really appreciated with getting a, a bigger room sometimes was when the kids need to take a nap or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's really hard on vacation to do that. Uh-huh. I'm an adult um, and I like, um, so, so sometimes people want to shy away from the inside staterooms because uh, there's no pretty window and I get it. But two things. One, it can get very dark in there. So if you need darkness to sleep, it is like a cave. It's amazing. You can just hibernate on your on your trip. The second thing is magical porthole. That was yes. a phrase my mom was so tired of me saying. Yes. But it is so cool. They, for those who don't know, um, you have this, it's essentially a screen that looks like a porthole and it's showing you what the outside of the, the view from the ship is at any time. So if you're in port, it's going to show you the port. If you're out on sea at night, it's going to show you like like the sea and the stars. And then every about, I think it was like 15 to 20 minutes or so, a magical Disney character would fly across the screen. So I spent a good portion just staring at my magical <laughs> porthole. Another phrase my mom does not like me to say. And that is what I did. And it's, it's fun. It's a really cool feature of um, the inside staterooms that I would definitely recommend. It's so funny because I've heard people uh, mention that, you know, like other cruises have trouble selling their inside staterooms. And Disney, it's some of the first to go because uh, families and things like that yeah. really love that aspect of it because they've got the webcam set up on the uh, actual cruise and yeah. so you're seeing what everyone else is seeing and it's yeah. just just a really neat uh, component. So Vanessa, mm-hmm. you have a big list of tips there. Give me some of your tips. Okay, so um, one thing as we were talking about characters, now if you are a late nighter and you find yourself exploring the ship, you might just see a sleepwalking Goofy walking around <laughs> the ship. They do have characters that come out at night um so you might be one of the lucky few to do that if if you're able to stay up that late so that's one thing um what's another thing oh if you so if you are an adult that you maybe you don't want to be around as many kids or as little as possible um opt for the uh late dining 
late dining? Yes, late dining. Because a lot of times families, they want to get their, you know, kids are set to a certain schedule and they typically dine around five, six o'clock. Um, those are going to be the dining rooms with the most number of kids. Mm-hmm. If you do the later dining, uh, it's not going to be, there will be kids, but they're just not going to be as many. So that's another good way to um, have more adult time, as they say. Um, what about you? I'm, I have more, but if you've, if you've guys, Julie. those are all good tips. Um, one thing that I enjoy using is uh, the photo packages. Oh, they have right. Photographers all over, uh, which is fantastic. Um, and I like getting the photo package because um, uh, then I don't have to worry. You know, am I am I getting this right? Am I? Oh, will you take one with mine? You're going to get their picture, their camera. It's going to be a pr- perfect picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just prepay, and you can you can get all kinds of packages. But there's an unlimited where you just get everything that they shoot. And to me, time is money, so it's less headache and less time for me to have to fiddle around with cameras. And you know, with kids, it's hard to juggle everything. And so I enjoy uh, trying to sign up for that package when I get there. Uh, it just saves me time and headache of all you know so many other things to worry about on a cruise yeah and uh, we and we talked about um cameras in the parks and photography in the parks with jill gum a few months mm-hmm. back and she mentioned that you know those uh, cast members have the camera set to the right uh all the right settings yes, for you do, they know the, the light too. all mm-hmm. of that um and so that's why i always think memory maker in the parks is one of like the best souvenirs you can get yourself yes. and it definitely carries over now i think it is more expensive in the parks um memory maker runs somewhere in the area of 170 dollars i think it's like 300 on the cruise ships yeah, or so a little pricier, but it is pricier, but, but it's still worth it. Worth it for for me. Um, mm-hmm. Someone else may mm-hmm. may, may not, but uh, for me, it's worth it because uh, again, I have so many other things I'm juggling well, with the kids. If and- you think of it this way, you know, when you're in the parks, you're not going to get all dressed up and do your family photos. You absolutely mm-hmm. can do your family photos on the ship oh, with that package and, and your room's right there you get showered you get cleaned up bring your nice clothes they usually have a formal night if you want to yeah right you, yeah that. you haven't been running around hot and sweaty all day in a park and you know you have time to get right. yourself and your kids together and, and and then they get the candid moments too yeah. so uh, and if you're thinking well how am i gonna get my whole family ready in that small you know room that we have okay here's the deal though they're pretty spacious and the bathroom has a tub i have never yeah. been on another cruise ship where the bathroom has a tub and the the toilet is separate as well. So you can have um, uh, a couple different people getting ready at the same time, uh, which is just genius that they did the layout like that because it it really does make it easy to get ready when you're in a smaller space. Yeah. Yeah. One of my other tips would be um, book your excursions early Mm -hmm. uh, because all the really nice ones will book up quickly. So Mm -hmm. when you get your tickets, you you go online and you just, you know, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of them some of them are kind of the same too and you, it's hard to tell which one is you know what the difference is in some of them but uh, uh you can call disney or you can uh, email or, or chat with disney and and the uh the disney representatives are really wonderful about answering questions but book those as early as you can and even the dining and things like that so the way that it works for booking um is that uh, you're kind of assigned a different level depending on how many cruises you've attended so uh, it's called the Castaway Club, and it's anywhere from um, 
platinum level, which I want to say is like over 10 Disney cruises. Mm -hmm. There's a gold level and a silver level. You become silver after, so I'm silver now. I'm silver. And do you have your magnet? I do have a magnet. My brother stole mine. I can tell you that was the biggest fit I've thrown. I got his magnet now though, but seriously, you will love that magnet like like your child because you're so proud that you got the silver magnet. So I should mention that if if you're bummed, like if this is your first... um, cruise, then some things might be booked out. One of the things that we didn't get to experience because we were booking our first cruise was uh, they do a couple of different specialty photo sessions. They do one with Anna and Elsa, and then they do one with all of the princesses. And of course, Mm -hmm. like we're adults traveling without a kid, whatever, but we want to get a picture with the princesses, so whatever. Um, So we were not able to book the princess session with all the different princesses there because the people that have been on multiple cruises already booked that up. So, um, So that's something... Um, and then also like Remy and Paolo, you definitely want to book those in advance mm-hmm. and any of your port adventures as well. That leads into one of my tips though. We haven't talked too much about, uh, getting off the boat at the different ports. Um, the cruise that we went on stopped in Nassau in the Bahamas and we decided that we were not going to get off the boat, uh, because I've heard that Nassau can be, it's not as inside the Disney bubble as the rest of the cruise would be. And Mm -hmm. I definitely wanted to stay inside that Disney Mm -hmm. bubble. So what I would say is if you are not super into getting off the boat, those are great days to do activities on the ship. So go and uh, you can do the spa or you could um, go and just have the pool all to yourself. Mm -hmm. And you really like ride the aqueduct a million times because there's, there's nobody, there's nobody in line. And the same would be, uh, can be said about Castaway Key. But of course, I highly recommend that you get off the boat oh, for Castaway absolutely. Key. Don't miss that. Uh, but you you still, you know, you get to um, experience some of those things with shorter waits because people are off of the, the ship at the time. I should say ship. I found out that boat is... You were saying boat? I was, oh. and it's ship. You, you were, yeah, you were, you were showing your... Uh Naivety. I am. I am. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. We're going to do one more round of tips, and then we've got to wrap up. So, uh, Julie, any other tips that you have? Um, I would uh, bring plenty of your sundry essentials because they have them there but they're going to be really expensive so like oh, sunscreen yeah, good point. uh uh bug bite there aren't a whole lot of bugs but you, you know if you're you know uh nausea medication uh anything you just think you even if you don't think you need it bring it um and uh mm-hmm. because they again they do have all those things on board there's you know a medical staff there but you don't want to have to buy anything if you don't have to and yeah. some of these are going out of the country too so you're not always in the United States because um, these these cruises go are all over the world so mm-hmm. you they have itineraries all over so yeah definitely bring um, bring those items so you don't have to buy wouldn't it be awesome yeah. to do one of those transatlantic ones because they when oh. they, they only do them twice a year when they bring the ships uh, over yes. to Europe and back from Europe uh, but they're like 14 night transatlantic cruises and I couldn't even imagine how cool that would be yeah. Yes, my my kids have already asked to do that, and I'm Your like, kid, I should don't we have, have call them in for this because they seem to know a lot. Yeah, I'm like, they'll be on I the next have episode. Nights to be on a cruise, but I would love to do it. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah, they they have some amazing itineraries. It's it's worth a look. Yeah. Well, you made a great point, Judy or Julie. See, I'm about to say Judy. My I mom is Judy, so I I, I, go, I I'll reply well, to that. What I was gonna say is I wouldn't be Judy if I didn't talk about drugging yourself up to do <laughs> to do motion, and that's why. I said 
said Judy. <laughs> Julie, um, so you mentioned the seasickness. Um, patches, if you need prescription patches, I don't believe they'll give them to you on the Disney cruise. On the mm-hmm. other cruises I've been to, um, I was very, very silly girl and didn't take mine with me and was terribly sick, and they were not... They were not going to give you those. Um, they, they did not have. They would give you an injection. If so, if you do have a severe reaction to seasickness, they can give you an injection. But that is quite expensive, in their onboard, hospi- uh, onboard hospital. We've so. never had a problem, but that's not to say. And I do get get motion sickness, but um, mm-hmm. the ships are pretty big. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, and also the Disney cruise ships. Um, and I'm sorry, I was trying to look this up earlier, but I believe the way they're designed, they're designed so that they don't have as much uh like turbulence mm-hmm. on on the ship um you know i always say if you're feeling ill just go as quickly to the middle of the boat as you can mm-hmm. boat craig boat see i did it too <laughs> uh, go to the middle of the ship as quickly as you can but um but definitely bring your patches just not dreaming me with you uh-huh. if you do get really sick and there are some other options too, because some people get sick from the patches from so the the Dramamine. Oh, like okay. there are bracelets, like pressure yeah. points, uh, yeah. things, things like that. Um, so I would bring different options of things, not just one, right? Because there are need different things that can make you feel seasick. So having, uh, yes, I've I've tried them all actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the patches work great. Um, also, a couple other things um, you mentioned the aqueduct while while in port. Um, also, the golf, apparently, it's better to do the goofy golf in port because the ship's not swaying as much. So your ball <laughs> okay. is rolling oh all gosh. over. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, finally, definitely take advantage of the, um, the navigation app. Um, you can actually um, select on the app what activities you want to do, and they will send you a reminder. That's and the great. only bad thing about that is I tend to get overly excited. So I like, up, like, I'm like, oh, send me a reminder this and this and this and this. And then as the day's going on, it's like they'll send me a reminder and they're like this is happening without you this is happening without you this is and so you can get major fomo by this having this app but it's also really cool because it does remind you to go to things so um and that leads me into my last tip which is uh you know don't overplan yourself and i think that uh so often especially when we're talking about disney and going to the parks you we always say it's better to have a plan because then you can abandon those plans if necessary because then you can go do xyz you're in the parks um, but this really is just a different kind of style of vacation. You, mm-hmm. you really can relax. You can lay back and just let uh, things go as they, as they may um, a bit more on the cruise. So, so, Brett, I know you're a planner, and I know you've listened to this haul because you haven't been on a cruise before. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm directly saying this to you, sir. Uh, make sure that you don't overbook yourself on a cruise. So, well, thank you so much, Julie, for coming. Oh, thank and you for, for having me. This uh, was fun. Yeah, we might have to take some questions. If you have questions, send them over to us on the Facebook page or whatever, and maybe we can get this group again uh, back together again at some point. We'll get the band back together. Yeah. And talk we are, more cruises. We are so willing to go and do the research if you Absolutely. have questions that we don't know. We will go on a cruise. You can send us on a cruise and then... To um, do that for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I should mention that what we're going to do now is uh, do our normal sign-off. And then if you'd like, afterwards, we are going to attach to this uh, end of this episode the recording that Anna and I did from inside of our stateroom on the Disney Dream uh, while we were on the ship uh, two years ago.
years ago. So we kind of talk about our experiences. It's about another 45 minutes, so, uh, but it, it's kind of a fun way to, uh, it was sort of in the moment from the cruise ship while we were there and talking about uh, some different things that we got to do. So thank you again to our guest, and thank you, Vanessa, for hanging out with me as well and giving your cruise knowledge. So uh, we will wrap it up by saying go and check us out on Facebook. We're also now on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Uh, we're on NPR Illinois. We're, we're on all everywhere. the places. You like it? Yeah. <laughs> we're like that girlfriend you can't right. get rid of or that boyfriend you can't get rid of. We just keep showing up. We're here. And, of course, check out all the great episodes from the Front Row Network that are coming up. Uh, and just thank you so much for listening and make sure to give us a rating and subscribe and tell all your friends to come look us up if they're looking for a Disney cruise. So for the Beyond the Mouse podcast, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Julie. And we will see you real soon in the front row or maybe on a cruise ship. Bon voyage. Bon voyage. And this is the Front Row Movie Reviews Podcast, the podcast for people who actually like movies. And this is kind of a special episode of Beyond the Mouse. Uh, we had talked about this a bit in February, and I mean, I've been talking about it for about 12 months now. Um, but we are actually on board the Disney Dream right this very second. We we are in Stateroom 7152. We have a uh, beautiful veranda that we're looking out at, the, uh, the vast ocean uh, from being a boy from the Midwest, it's pretty cool to see just nothing but ocean all around you, and the, the veranda is pretty beautiful, especially when you have some coffee. And uh, with me in the stateroom is my lovely wife, Anna. Well, that's good. Hi. Yeah. Me. It wasn't, it's not another woman. No. So yeah. That's really good. Um, but we are going to talk about our cruise experience. This was a four-night cruise. It started on Monday, and we are going to get off the ship. We're going to uh, debark tomorrow morning, very early. They're going to get us off the boat by 8 a.m., so we thought we would just spend a couple of minutes here and talk about the ship and what our impressions are of the cruise and uh, kind of talk about some of the activities and entertainment that you're able to do while on the Disney Dream. I do want to point something out. We actually started this trip by staying at Walt Disney World for a couple of nights. We stayed at Port Orleans Riverside, which if anyone asks me what resort they should stay at while at Walt Disney World, I would always say Port Orleans Riverside. It's a fantastic moderate resort, and it almost seems like uh, one of the more deluxe resorts. It's really awesome, and I would highly suggest it to anyone that is thinking about going to Walt Disney World. And we could almost do an entire podcast on just our two days at Walt Disney World, uh, so we won't do that. All I will say is thank you so much to our cast member friend, Kelly. He was the best guide we have ever had on Kilimanjaro safaris, and we have gone uh, several times to that. We've been fortunate to be able to do that. So I just wanted to say thank you to Kelly, and we hope that we have him on the podcast pretty soon. But let's jump right into the Disney Dream. The Disney Dream is one of four ships in the Disney fleet for Disney Cruise Line, and it really does more of the uh, three-night and four-night cruises to the Bahamas. 
and uh, we will kind of divide this up and talk about the ship, and then we'll talk to you specifically about the pool deck, go into the food and drinks, speak about the ports of call that we had the opportunity to go to, and then wrap up with the entertainment. So the first things first, the overall impressions of the ship. Anna, do you want to give me your first impressions of the ship as you walked on? Well, right when you walk on the ship, they have a beautiful atrium. Uh, they really set the tone. It's like old old Art Deco style, so it really gives you the feel that you're on one of the old ships. Um, and it's just really nice and clean and welcoming. I think they do a really nice job. And they also do a really nice job with wayfinding. So right when you walk on, they have um, people standing there to help you figure out where you're going. And it's really helpful welcome you back onto the ship. The lobby is incredible. I mean, the, the chandelier in the middle... Um, it looks like a classic steamer, and that's what they're looking. That's what they're going for is more of the Britannica Titanic um, feel and look. You can just tell that right away. And I should say that we've never been on another cruise. This is our first cruise ever, but it just gives you that classic nineteen turn of the century uh, feel to this boat, and it, it just it just envelops you right away. I mean, it's just beautiful and uh, gives you such a great first impression. They call your name on the way in, so they, they say, McFarland family, welcome aboard, and everybody claps, and, and you walk onto the ship, which I thought was maybe a little bit corny, but it was a nice touch, um, and we really, really did enjoy the, the first few minutes on the ship. Our stateroom is, uh, you know, obviously a bit smaller than we would be used to in any kind of hotel room, but you're also on a cruise ship, so so they have a limited amount of space, but we do have a TV that, that kind of turns out towards the bed. We have a bed and a couch, um, a split bath, which is really nice. They have uh, a toilet and a sink in one bath, and then the second bathroom is your shower and another sink. Really nice for getting ready in the morning and um, just awesome to be able to, to split that up. They do have pretty uh, nice size closets as well. well that's what i really like about the rooms is that they have really good organization with cabinets and drawers so it's just really nice to be able to put your stuff away and to really feel at home and have everything readily accessible but put away so it makes your room feel so much larger when you don't have to walk over your suitcase you can just slide it underneath the bed so i think they did a really nice job of planning the staterooms and um helps me feel clean which i really appreciate <laughs> yes and we are staying in a veranda as i mentioned so we actually have a little walkout balcony with two chairs there are dividers on either side but they really do enclose you so you do feel like uh no one's looking at you or watching you while you're on the veranda you're not sharing a veranda with anybody else uh, i really enjoyed that there are a couple of other types of staterooms just for your knowledge, there's an inside stateroom, which Disney has Disneyified um, by making what they call the magical portholes. And Vanessa actually mentioned that on our Moana episode. Uh, but basically, they have webcams all around the outside of the ship, and that goes back into the feed for the magical portholes for the folks staying on the inside. So you actually do see what uh, is outside of the boat at that very moment. And, of course, they, they make it more Disney magic by adding things like, uh, the characters from Little Mermaid or from Moana or any of those Disney characters popping up in those portholes. And then, of course, we have the traditional uh, porthole view that is just an ocean view room, and that would just have your real porthole without the Disney characters um, that would be on the outside of the ship as well. So there are yeah. a couple of, of options. And uh, there's also a concierge suite, which costs a lot of money, but I'm sure it's really nice. I bet. <laughs> 
Anything else you want to mention about the ship? I know we're going to talk about it quite a bit in the other sections. Uh, I think it was really pretty easy to get used to where everything was. Again, I think they did a really nice job at the layout of the ship and that um, it's easy to find your way. And I also think they did a really nice job with um, layout. I know other cruise lines have casinos in them, and that's not something I'm used to, but that's definitely not something I would be interested in at all. So um, I do think that I, I appreciate the Disney having other family rooms or entertainment rooms versus having a casino. Um, I just really think that it has a nice feel and a layout, and there's plenty to do on board. Yes, and we'll talk more about that in the entertainment section. So let's move on to the pool decks. Uh, obviously, a lot of people come on a cruise to be able to catch some rays and get in the pool. There are ample amounts of pools and things to do in the pools for all ages uh, on this Disney Cruise Line. In the middle of the ship, they have what's called Funnel Vision, which is showing you different Disney movies throughout the day. This morning, they were showing The Incredibles, um, and I've seen even Marvel movies at night. They showed Ant-Man, and they showed Avengers. Age of Ultron later on at night, mainly when the kiddos have gone to bed. But you can actually just pull up a beach chair and watch a movie right on the deck if you'd like to do that. Um, they also have two pools, the Mickey and the Donald pool. Of course, they're, they look like Mickey and Donald Duck, and those are mainly more for the kiddos right in the middle of the pool. They're easily closed for any kind of deck parties, which, again, we'll talk more about the pirate night that we just experienced in the entertainment section. Uh, we also, moving along, have a Nemo's Reef area for the littlest of sailors, and you can uh, use the little splash pad, and I think you had to be under six years old or so. Uh-huh. To use that. It was a nice little area for them. Two different water slides. One is more of your traditional water slide uh, that kind of just loops around. And then the second is the aqueduct. And I really enjoyed the aqueduct. It is this large, um, enclosed water slide that goes all the way around the ship. So you can really see out into the ocean. You can see so many things uh, while you're riding in the aqueduct. It was a lot of fun. Um, They got big lines through that really quickly. Uh, They actually had a 30-minute wait the one time that I went up there, but I would say I was on and off of it within 15 minutes. They they do a good job of moving it along, and it is a totally different experience from the day to the night. Of course, in the day, you're looking out to see the ocean or to see the port that you're in, um, just to see around the ship, and then at night, they put a lot of different um, lighting effects around the aqueduct, and so I really actually enjoyed it more at night because it almost felt like Space Mountain or some kind of ride at night, which I really enjoyed. And then I'll let Anna mention the adult-only section and the adult-only pools, because I know we enjoyed those. Yes, Quiet Cove, that is my that is my jam. It is just a nice small little pool. Um, it has a... Uh, um, it has like a seating area, so if you wanted to drink and you just wanted to put your feet in but not get all the way in, you can do that there. Uh, they also have a hot tub in that area and lots of really nice um, deck chairs that have pillows for your head and a really nice, really, really nice area, just smaller and closed. Um, but also part of it is open air as well. So if you want to get some sun, you can. If you want to stay in the shade and just relax, you can. Just a really nice area. It is for um, sailors that are 18 or above. Um, so it's just for the for the adults on board. But it's just a nice little area to just kind of get away and to just relax, either read a book or sit in the sun, whatever your preference is. Right, and they kind of had a, a halfway swim-up bar. You can have your feet in the water and sit at the bar, which is really nice. And uh, just nice to have that 
area away from the kids. And I will mention that even though you've got funnel vision and all these pools going on and splash pads right next door, they do a good job of sound dampening. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if the, how that happens exactly, but uh, you couldn't really hear any of that when you were in the Quiet Cove area. No, and I will say the area around the funnel vision is quite loud. They have the movie loud, and the kids are, of course, very excited and loud. Um, I mean, that's just more of a fun, loud area. So this Quiet Cove is a nice area just to go if you just want something a little bit softer and uh, a little bit more relaxing. But it's just really nice. Like you said, you just can't really tell. That, and of course, store. that is where you can pull up and get a drink, uh, <laughs> which will lead us into our food and drink discussion. Uh, so all of your food is basically paid for uh, when you pay for the cruise. But some people will note that Disney can be quite more expensive than any other cruise line. We've never we've never gone on Royal Caribbean or Carnival, so we can't necessarily speak to that. But from what I've heard. Um, at Carnival and Royal Caribbean, they do have more of a dining hall type feel. And if you'd like to purchase better restaurants, then you have to do that. So what Disney does is they built that cost in right away into the cost of the cruise. And then you get some phenomenal dining. Um, but let's talk first about the drinks. Those are not included in your purchase price. Uh, but what they well, do is soda, they have soda, yeah, water, soda and water are, are all included and coffee and coffee. Um, just not like your alcoholic beverages or specialty coffee drinks or premium coffees. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they have a great selection of draft beers on the, on the ship. Uh, I was able to try a lot of different beers, including the 687, which is their personal brew. It's an IPA, and it's named because this ship was the 687th ship to come out of the shipyard that uh, was building the Disney Dream, which I thought was kind of cool. Nice story to go along with it. Uh, I was able to purchase a beer mug for $14.99, and that beer mug got me 22-ounce beers for the cost of a 16-ounce beer. Uh, And not only that, I get to uh, keep that beer mug at the end of the trip, which if you went to Disney World and tried to buy a mug, you're probably going to spend $15 anyway. Well, so what happens is you you refill your mug, and then you turn it back in once you're done drinking, and then you get a new mug each time, and then at the end of the trip, you get a fresh clean mug to take home which is really nice so you don't have to carry around this dirty mug everywhere you go uh and that that was a great feature uh anna got some mixed drinks and so did i and they were all really relatively inexpensive about five dollars a drink the drink of the day was only four dollars uh so you're not going to necessarily go broke purchasing alcoholic beverages on this ship which i really enjoyed as well let's talk about the dining experiences that we have the rotational dining is nice feature on the disney dream what they do is you're you keep the same server and assistant server your entire trip uh but you rotate to different restaurants there's three restaurants on board royal palace uh enchanted garden and the animators palette we have not had enchanted garden yet that's where we're eating tonight um so maybe we can provide an addendum to this later but uh we have had royal palace and animators palette both uh very different in what they offered but also really cool experiences royal Mm -hmm. palace was more of that cinderella's castle kind of feel and provided for more like filet mignon uh smoked salmon that kind of feel uh animators palette the whole area is sketches when you walk in and then it all gets transformed into finding nemo and the type of animation that that they did there um the food was excellent as well and that's more of a california type type restaurant they have the california type menu to go along with the animators palette 
Which makes sense because Disney Pixar Studios, all located right there in California. Our server and our assistant server have been a blast. They were they have been absolutely incredible. I have an allergy to cherries, which is kind of a weird allergy. Um, but he was sure to to make sure that everything on the menu um, did not have cherries in it. And I just told him that the night that we boarded the ship. So that was well, not something that I planned before. And you ordered a dessert that ended up having um, something that you were allergic to in it. And so he knew that that sauce had it in it. And so he, he made the dessert that you had the night before. Because yeah, he went back to Royal Palace and got me the dessert that I had the night before. Right. Even though it wasn't on the animator's palette uh, menu. I, I was extremely impressed with the service uh, all throughout, really. I mean, and even our housekeeping from everywhere, the, the service is impeccable. And it seems like everyone who um, who's on, on the team here, it seems like I've known them for 10 years. That I'm right. coming home and they know all about me and my family and... Um, non-intrusive and extremely friendly and just really, really nice. Yes. And uh, there's also adult dining options that do cost extra. Uh, we uh, got to experience one of them. The one that we did not experience is Palo. Palo is uh, Italian fare, so you can have a nicer Italian meal for an upcharge. What we went to was Remy. Uh, Remy is based off of Ratatouille, uh, and we actually ate in Gustav's kitchen in, in his uh, restaurant, which is an exact replica of the restaurant that's in the movie Ratatouille. It was such a good meal. It was incredible. Uh, I loved every bit of it. It was like a seven-course meal. We've never done that kind of thing before. Uh, It was a bit pricey, but really for what you got, I think it was completely worth it. And something that that was nice and special, we told them that we were celebrating our anniversary because when you go to Disney, you're always celebrating something. Even though our anniversary is in October, we were still celebrating it in February. And um, just the, the service was like if you were in a, a very, very upscale restaurant and the the food was impeccable. Any additional comments on Remy? No, I, I forget what our server mentioned about the chef. I know he is... So the, they produced produce two menus you can uh, choose from. The first menu is a French chef who has the highest rated Michelin rating um, and also is... Uh, nominated for best chef in the world this year, uh, which is incredible. The second chef is an American chef, and he actually is the head chef at Victoria and Albert's. And anybody that knows Walt Disney World may know Victoria and Albert's is the extremely upscale restaurant that uh, we could probably never afford that's inside of the Grand Floridian. So really, your upcharge for Remy is better. I'm sure that we paid less for Remy than we ever would for Victoria or Albert's or going to this French chef's uh, restaurant. So Anna got the French menu. I got the American menu. We were able to, to share back and forth, and everything was incredible. I don't do fish, and the fish was amazing. I mean, can we just talk about that that tomato soup Ugh. right that we had? Ugh. It was so good. Everything was so everything good. Everything was so good. I, I completely They agree. had a wine specialist there to talk to you about mm-hmm. the pairings. Uh, we're not. I'm not a huge wine drinker, but he provided us with a nice Chardonnay. It was such a great experience. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, move from food and drinks and talk about the Ports of Call. This will be kind of a, a quick session, only because we only visited one of the Ports of Call. This is a four-night cruise. It was stopping, stopping in Nassau on the second day of the cruise and then uh, Castaway Key on the third day of the cruise. So we did not get off the ship in Nassau. Uh, I've heard from multiple people that have toured the uh, Bahamas that Nassau is a bit of a tourist trap. Uh, a lot of people asking you what you want to buy, where you want to go. 
a bunch of shops that that may be kind of pushy and intimidating in how they sell you things. And we just weren't looking for that this mm-hmm. trip. I wanted to stay in the Disney bubble, and so we thought about getting off at Nassau about middle of the day, and then just decided that it really wasn't worth it. So let's talk about the place that we did get off, which was Disney's private island, Castaway Key. Incredible. Incredible place. You know those pictures you see with the bluest of waters and you think that there's no way that that's real? This is what Castaway Key looks like. It just... The most turquoise sea I've ever seen and just serene and absolutely stunning. Like you were living in a Corona commercial. I <laughs> yeah. mean, it was uh, it was incredible. And a lot of, there's not many people that live on the island. Uh, I thought I heard a couple hundred of people that, that live on the island. And so what happens is most of the ship staff goes and works on the island. So they prepare the Hawaiian barbecue that you have um, while you're on the island for lunch, which, again, is included in your food. Um, they are the servers and the bartenders in the different bars. We met uh, Putu, uh, who had talked to us in one of the lounges, um, which we didn't even talk about those, but maybe we can circle back to them. Uh, but he was he talked to us quite a bit in one of the lounges the, a couple of nights before, and then he was the server on the beach, remembered us, uh, remembered that we were from Illinois. Uh, really, really nice guy. Uh, enjoyed that quite a bit. So we did a lot. Well, Anna and I have different types <laughs> of vacationing. Anna is much more into relaxing, and I am much more into activities and always being busy. And I think that this sh- cruise provided a good vacation for both of those types of uh, people. And one of the things that I was able to do at Castaway Key, I was able to go snorkeling. And I thought this was really cool. Um, I used to ride the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride at Walt Disney World when I was a kid. And they actually had one of those ride vehicles sunk to the bottom of Castaway Key, and you can snorkel right up to it. And I thought that was really neat. Um, I also was able to swim in the in the ocean uh, just an incredible feeling, and Anna was able to relax on the beach the whole day. Yeah, they have really nice uh, lounge chairs, so I could just put my feet right in the water and just let the waves lap on, and it was wonderful. Uh, really, really nice experience, white sandy beaches, lots of seashells, just beautiful, a really nice way to relax and enjoy a day. It was awesome. It sure was. So let's uh, move on to the entertainment. Uh, this this may take a few minutes to talk about because there's so much entertainment. Uh, first of all, if you had a child, they would absolutely love it here. Uh, there, We were able to go through the open house section uh, where you were able to see the different kids' areas. They had Andy's Playroom, which looked like straight out of Toy Story. They had Pixie Hollow, which was uh, where Tinkerbell was from. And then they had a Millennium Falcon. They had a Star Wars area where I was able to sit and get a picture. And the cool part is these are only for kids. So uh, we were kicked out at 5 o'clock, and adults were no longer allowed into those areas. So that's what, with the open house, you were able to tour. And if you had any questions about your kids going through, that would be a great time to ask. Um, The rest of the cruise, that area is secure. They have bands that they wear, the children wear, and they get um, scanned in once they're inside, and then it's gated, and then they're scanned out when you come to pick them up. So it's a very secure area, and that's why they have that open house. So if you were to have questions as a family, you could come through. Every other time, it's a secure area for children only. They eat in that Oceaneers lab, uh, Oceaneers area. Um, They also make uh, different types of activities, like making your own flubber, uh, making coloring and painting they do all of that in that area so it really allows for the kids 
to be active while the adults are uh, having a bit of relaxation time or, or whatever they would like to do. And it's in a very secure area. And I think they do a nice job of age grouping as well. They also have a nursery for um, children three and under. Uh, and then the uh, they have a teen club as well. Other than the, like the Oceaneers Club is more for the three to twelve year three olds. to twelve, and then they have a teens area as well. So they do a nice job of um, making something for each of the age groups for youth. And something special that they can say like I am in this area because I'm this age, which I thought was pretty cool. And of course, it being Disney, there are characters everywhere. Uh, just today, you can see Stitch, you can see uh, Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Donald, Pluto. You can see all of these characters. Nice part about this ship experience is that unlike Walt Disney World, where you may be waiting for an hour, hour and a half to see these characters, uh, you get to just walk right up to them. I think that we had to wait, what, maybe 10 minutes for Captain Hook and Smee last night, and we didn't get to go see a lot of characters. We are going to go try to see Mickey tonight before we get off the ship, but uh, really enjoyable experience, and kids in particular would really love this, uh, or, you know... Courtney, if you're out there listening, you should come to a Disney cruise because I know how much you really enjoy seeing the characters. Well, and moving on to the Broadway-style shows, they have um, two showtimes each night, and there's three different Broadway-style shows on board, um, and I really enjoyed them. I enjoyed, uh, first night we saw the Golden Mickeys, which I really enjoyed. There's this part where they do a Tarzan number, and like... So the first day, I was having an incredibly hard time getting acclimated, and I didn't really even know how to walk. And then here's Tarzan. There's this uh, rope that comes down from the rafters, and he's just swinging around on a ship. It's like a circus Olay <laughs> number. I mean, it's he's incredible. Just like, he's just, like, spinning around like crazy while we're just sitting there feeling the ship rock and, and kind of uh, feeling sick to our stomachs. But... Um, also, we haven't seen the last show, which is Disney's Believe, uh, and I hear that it's a great villains tonight. They made the villains all comedic, so they're not too scary for the kids. No. I uh, really enjoyed that, too. And the, the quality of the shows are, are up there. I mean, it's Disney. They're, of course, going to have good quality shows. They also do first-run movies. We just haven't found the time to go sit in a movie theater. We've had too much to do or too much relaxing to do. Um, they are showing right now Moana, Finding Dory, Rogue One, and Doctor Strange, but I've seen all those movies and uh, I just didn't want to necessarily sit in a movie theater. I want to still be out enjoying the ship. But it would be cool. Uh, we didn't get to see Beauty and the Beast like we thought we might be able to. Uh, had they been showing Beauty and the Beast, maybe we would have made time for that. Uh, maybe not. It just depends because we, there is just so much to do on this ship. There's activities. You're given a daily navigator every single day, uh, which shows you different activities for different age groups. We're actually going to be wrapping this up shortly so we can run off to the uh, how to do Disney animation class that's going on just down the hall from us. So, um, anything else on entertainment? Uh, not necessarily entertainment, but um, just kind of mentioning that as far as Disney themes go. There is a lot of Disney things to do, but if that's not for you, it's so subtle. Even in the rooms, it's a subtle hint, and Castaway Key, it's subtle. So, if you're not somebody who necessarily is, you know, this is the Disney podcast, but I, they don't hit you in the face with it. It's just really nice and subtle. And um, What I thought was interesting is yesterday Anna mentioned to me, she said, I really enjoyed my time, or my time so far, 
But if I was looking to do something Disney, if I was looking to do a Disney vacation in particular, this may not have been the best uh, vacation for that. I thought that was really interesting because I got the Disney vibe all the way through. But like Anna was saying, it is much more subtle than Walt Disney World. It's also a lot more relaxing. It is. I mean, Disney World, you can you almost need a vacation from your vacation when you get back. Um, This definitely is is so relaxing and so nice. I will say that a lot of the activities happen very late at night. The last thing to Mm -hmm. talk about in entertainment, they did a pirate night. Uh, Everybody got involved. They changed the ship music to Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me, and and all those classic Disney tunes. Um, And then at 10.30 at night, they did a show uh, featuring Jack Sparrow and some other pirates. And then at 10.45, they did about a 10-minute fireworks display. They're the only cruise ship that does a fireworks display at sea, which was really cool to see. But it was pretty late uh, for us oldies. Yeah, it was neat. I definitely think it was really neat. So, wrapping everything up, Anna, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? It's just, it's been a really nice, relaxing experience. I will say for me, day one was was hard, um, just because I had a really hard time getting used to the movement of the boat. Getting acclimated. Getting, <laughs> yes, thank you, getting acclimated. Um, especially that first day, we were really trucking it, trying to get down to Nassau, and so um, I just had a really hard time, and I, I kind of freaked out. I thought I would hate the next four days, and I knew there was no getting off. So, um, But truly, after the next day, and I really got used to it. and The next morning, um, I would say, yeah. after we slept, and we didn't need Dramamine after that, uh, and it... But people didn't mention that to us to begin with, that you may feel kind of seasick when you first get on, getting used to the ship. Uh, even sitting there for that first night show, I was just rocking back and forth, kind of like Anna, thinking, oh, man, what if I end up hating this because I feel sick? And right. hopefully you'll get acclimated to the ship and then not feel that. Right. And so now that I think I'm used to it and I've done it before, I think I'd be okay next time. But that first night definitely uh, gave me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. So last question. Would you do it again? Yes, I would definitely do it again. I think the just for the service alone is outstanding. If you're looking for a place to not to come to relax, not have to do uh, not have to adult, not have to do dishes or um, yeah. cook dinner, and just to really go on a nice family vacation, I'm really looking forward to bringing Liam sometime, um, our son, because I think it'd be really fun to. Uh, do that with him. Yeah, so our son is 15 months old. We did not bring him along with. There are a lot of little kids on this ship, but the schedule, the way that it is, I think that it would have been pretty difficult to bring him along. Of course, I say that having uh, maybe feel a little little guilty for not bringing him, but I almost say that 5 to 10 would be an awesome age range to enjoy this cruise, enjoy this experience, enjoy the Oceaneers Lab and the kids' clubs, uh, enjoy meeting all the characters and getting their autographs. I mean, that, I think, is the perfect age range, and I hope that we're able to do that again. Um, I think it would be awesome to bring Liam. I do think he would enjoy it, uh, and we would be able to relax a little bit more than what we're able to do at Disneyland or Disney World. Absolutely. So thank you so much for listening to this portion of the podcast uh, where we're talking about the Disney dream while being on the Disney dream. We are running late to our animators class, so we're going to let you go. And what we're going to do now is you'll hear a break, which will probably be a sponsor drop. And then when we come back, our hope is to watch Beauty and the Beast before the month of March is out. And then we'll be discussing Beauty and the Beast, maybe with some other people involved as well. So thank you 
you very much, and we'll see you real soon. This episode of the Front Row Movie Reviews is brought to you by Sarah B. Voice and Piano Studio, owned and operated by the Front Row's very own Sarah Baltus-Fitchgeckner. This is the place that you want to be if you want your child to learn the great craft of singing or playing the piano. Sarah Baltus-Fitchgeckner is simply the best when it comes to teaching children the complicated art of music. She not only relates to them in an amazing way for music, but she also talks to them and makes them feel appreciated as a person first and makes them want to learn this craft. So if you've got a child in the Springfield, Illinois area that wants to learn music in either singing or piano, Sarah B. Voice and Piano Studio is the place to go. You can find her online at www.sarahbstudio.com or you can find her on Facebook by searching for Sarah B. Voice and Piano Studio. Now it's on with the podcast. Hey, so just kidding. Uh, we are back and we are still on the Disney Dream and uh, we wanted to address some of the things that we had forgotten about. We we went to our animator class. We were kind of in a rush to get there. We totally drew Dory. Uh, I actually did a pretty decent job. Yeah, you did for you. For you. <laughs> for you. Anna, of course, did much better than me. But uh, we started talking about a bunch of the stuff that we had missed, and we wanted to do a quick little addendum to address some of those things. Uh, we even thought more about it as we were lounging out on the deck and catching some sun rays. So. All these people are going to hate you. I know, right? So first things first, Anna mentioned that there's kind of subtle Disney theming. Yeah, there's not subtle Disney theming. It's pretty Disney. I think it, we just, Anna and I are really into Disney, so maybe to us it, it doesn't hit us in the face. But, I mean, you're uh, it, it's Disney all the way through. You're, you've got Disney music playing in all the halls. Uh, we went into Animator's Palette again for the animation class, and there's just Disney drawings and Disney characters and each chair is leather and it looks like a little Mickey pair of shorts. Uh huh. So I mean, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty out there. So I mean, if you were not into Disney, then well, first of all, you're probably not listening to the podcast. But if you you just need to know that there is Disney just everywhere. Anything else you wanted to say about theming? No, I think I think that hits it spot on. It's more like the nautical side of uh, Disney. So lots of Donald and nautical Mickeys, and they're all about it here. And so that leads us into the other thing I wanted to address that I said. I mentioned we didn't bring 15-month-old Liam um, and that, you know, we were surprised to see so many small, small kids. And I think that that's just totally your personal preference. I mean, I am positive that the families that brought their little babies on the, bo- on the boat had just as good of a time. We actually have been seeing this couple all week, and they have different outfits for their son. And so he was Prince Charming the day that we went to go see Anna and Elsa, We, which, by the way, we got to see Anna and Elsa, and that was awesome. Thanks um, for calling her Anna, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, then the next night, we saw him as a pirate. Uh, we saw him as a little shipmate. I mean, so he had little costumes. I just think that any age could enjoy this cruise. So I didn't want to come away with you thinking that I said that uh, uh, little kids probably couldn't enjoy it. I think well, that they would. And I think they may even enjoy it more. And I, granted, I haven't done either with my son, but I think they may even enjoy it more than going to a park because you're not walking all over everywhere and everything right. is like right in the same spot. If you need to go back to the room for a nap, you can. It's right there. 
Um, so I would think that they may even like it more. This is such a more relaxing experience than anything that the parks can provide. That is absolutely the case. Uh, let's talk a bit about the food and beverage places that we missed. Uh, first things first, there is a place called Frozone, and it is free ice cream all day, every day, 24 hours a day. Uh, you can get free ice cream cones, and it is phenomenal. They have a strawberry banana soft serve that you can do as a twist. Oh, oh, it's good. You got anything to add? You're the one that said free ice cream. <laughs> I know it is. It's really good, but your oh, oh, kind of got me. Oh, sorry. It was so good, though. It was good. It was very good. All right. Um Additionally, we mentioned the rotational dining at night. We didn't really talk about what you do during the day. Well, there's 24-hour room service, and it's provided. So you can uh, call in or ask for room service to be delivered. We just had room service this morning for breakfast. Um, Breakfast is going to be at multiple locations, including the rotational dining location. Some of them are open for breakfast. But you're not limited to your location that you have to go to for dinner. You can go wherever you want to for breakfast. Exactly. And there's also a place open for breakfast breakfast and lunch, and it's called Cabanas. Cabanas is more of a a, uh, buffet style. Uh, You walk up, you get your Mickey waffles, you get your poached eggs, and you get your bacon, and then you go back to either your stateroom or to your seat. And then for lunch, they have a huge option. Wouldn't you say it's similar to like a Tusker house, if you've ever been to a Tusker house style Absolutely. It's very good. Disney always does buffets really well. Um, Lots of options to choose from for breakfast and for lunch. Uh, There's also a place uh, called Flo's Cafe for for lunch. It's more like a, a stand where you can grab your item and then go have a seat outdoor. So it's more of the outdoor dining by the pool area. And it could be uh, today. We had I had a Philly cheesesteak and Anna had a hamburger. Uh, you can get salads from there. You can get wraps from there. They do have some healthy options, and including uh, all the rotational dining, have a lighter fare menu. So uh, if you're not looking to fill yourself up on a cruise, which if you're not, then why are you on a cruise? Uh, but you can get some lighter options as well. Um, Last thing to talk about in the beverage area is the district. The district is a place specifically for adults. They actually say 18 and older, so I don't know if, um, I guess if you're not drinking, they'll still let you in. Sure. But uh, the district has a couple of places. The district lounge, which is kind of the gateway into the other bars and areas. They also have a dance club called Evolution, which we didn't really go into much. I went in there uh, just before doing the 5K, which I'll mention in a second. Um, But they also have Skyline Lounge, which basically they have these big screens in this lounge area, and they change to five different cities around the world. And actually one of them is Chicago, then New York, Rio, Paris, and Hong Kong. So uh, the different places, the drink menu is actually themed around those five different locations, and you can get any of the drinks that you want uh, from those five locations. Uh, Another place we didn't really go into much was the Pink Champagne Bar. It is very pink and lots of champagne, uh, from what I could tell. And then the last place that I really enjoyed getting the beers from, not necessarily hanging out in, uh, was Pub 687. And again, that's where I was able to get that 687 beer, which is unique to the ship and uh, to the ship's numbers. was the 687th ship to come out of that particular shipyard, uh, 
which I think is pretty neat. So uh, you can get also 15 other draft beers there, and it's more of a sports bar type atmosphere. Anything to add on those? No, I just think they're all they're all neat. They're uh, kind of interconnected. Um, I will say they're smaller than I thought they'd be. Um, especially Skyline. Like, especially Skyline. They're kind of like a small little lounge area, um, but really nice. Really nice service there, of course, too. And uh, just a good place to hang out if you're looking for that type of thing. And they're open till 2 a.m. So, I mean, you really can find something to do on the ship. The the movies, actually, tonight, the last movie is Rogue One, and it starts at 11 p.m. So you can really find something to do just about any time on the ship. Last thing that we wanted to talk, well, before last thing, mention uh, Castaway Key and all the activities that you could do. I did my first run Disney event. Uh, it was the Castaway Key 5K, which was a free event, so it was really nice because you didn't have to pay to do it. And uh, we did get a medal. It was super hot. Um, so I would recommend that if you've never done a 5K before, maybe just walk this 5K, which you're allowed to do. It's not strictly timed. Um, but it is kind of cool to be able to get off the ship see a little bit of the island that maybe you wouldn't see. I got to see the observation tower on the island, well, which and I you would guys, not have seen. You guys got to get off got to leave first. the boat first, right? Yeah, yeah we did. That's uh, cool. Which was nice too. So that was like first thing in the morning um, before it got too hot and it it was nice. It was fun. Uh, a lot of really good runners. Actually, the Princess Half Marathon just happened in Magic Kingdom and Epcot uh, on Sunday. So a lot of the people from the Half Marathon jumped on this cruise. So it, it ended up being that uh, I had a lot of pretty solid runners with me. Um, I did probably about five minutes slower than I normally do a 5K, but I think that that was pretty much because of the 82-degree uh, start time temperature, which is way hotter than I'm used to, but it was a lot of fun in case you're into that kind of thing. Now, the absolute last thing we wanted to talk about, we really wanted to hit on the service more. Um, the service aspect is really what Dis what sets Disney apart from everybody else. Uh, I, I can't tell you it's hard because they're wanting us to fill out a comment card and put which crew members did an excellent job. And it's almost like we would have to list every single crew member that we had any kind of contact with. The I know Anna wanted to specifically mention the turndown service. Yeah, it's so nice. Um, I've not stayed at a, a place that does that before, um, but it is really nice to come back to your hotel room after dinner and um, to have that turn down the bed, turn down. Uh, all ready to slip in, and uh, they actually flip the pillow, so that's kind of cool. So it changes to a, a dream is a wish your heart makes, uh -huh. right, when you're fast asleep. So it's just neat little touches like that um, that I really appreciate. Yeah, uh, and then on top of that, the, the bar staff is very helpful, especially if you're just asking for what kind of drink you should get. Um, they're also just really talkative, and they really get to know you. They want to know where you're from. The wait staff and the servers in the rotational dining are just incredible, uh, and I, I can't stress enough how good they are at their jobs. So mm -hmm. the the service is definitely excellent. It's what you come to expect. Uh, you actually see the bridge crew quite a bit. So this morning we were getting coffee, mm -hmm. and some members of the bridge crew were talking to us and asking us where we were from and if we've enjoyed the cruise and all that. And um, The captain is very accessible. It's Captain Thor, by the way, which I think <laughs> is incredible. Um, but I just cannot, cannot commend them enough 
for the level of service that you get while you're on this cruise. And we're not in the concierge level, so I can't even imagine those people are getting even above superior well, care. But I think that's what makes Disney so special is that regardless of which room you stay in, you get that feeling that of... That same level of service. That same level of service. So I, I see what you're saying, but I don't think that that's necessarily true. All right. I think that we have crossed off every single thing on the list. I'm sure that we will go to dinner and talk about it more, and we'll come up with nine other things. But I promise no more addendums. Uh, if you want any more information about the Disney cruise, uh, actually just email the front row movie reviews at gmail.com. I'd be happy to talk to you about it uh, and our experiences. For the Beyond the Mouse podcast, we will wrap it up now. And again, I'm Craig. I'm Anna McFarland. And we'll see you real soon in the front row.